Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 19th day of January in the year of our Lord, 2024. I will be talking once again about the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum, which is concluding its meeting in Davos, Switzerland today, each year. The world's kingpins, the chieftains of industry, the visionaries, the prophets, the grand and the great, but most of all, in their eyes, the good, meet to decide the fate of the rest of us lesser beings. Yes, what reporter Ben Barty refers to as the World Technology Anti-Human Forum is conducting its annual meeting, and accordingly, the United States has dispatched its most senior delegation to assist the forum in imposing its will on the American people. The U.S. delegation is headed by Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, but includes the Director of the FBI, the Director of National Intelligence, and, of course, Climate Change Special Envoy John Kerry. The list also includes Senator Joe Manchin for his third consecutive visit, as well as Representative Daryl Issa. A featured address was delivered by Managing Director Sadia Zahidi. She attended all the right schools, including, of course, Harvard, and she has worked for all the right people. She said that climate change is humanity's biggest threat, but humanity's biggest problem is misinformation. I take that statement to mean that people who have opinions adverse to the World Economic Forum are its biggest threat. The head of the WEF, Herr Klaus Schwab, also gave his usual welcoming speech, quote, We face a fractured world and a growing societal divide, leading to pervasive uncertainty and pessimism. We have to rebuild trust in our future by moving beyond crisis management, looking at the root causes of the present problems and building together a more promising future. End quote. Translation. People are growing tired of being managed by us, and they are growing wise to our pandemics, forced vaccines, and other depopulation schemes. If you want to see the cause of our present problems, Herr Schwab, why don't you go look in the mirror? He also remarked, as just an aside, that elections would soon be just a quaint relic from the past. Trust has to be rebuilt. Davos man told us many times by many speakers at this year's meeting, trust has to be rebuilt. But why and how was trust broken? I suggest that Davos man's handprints are on just about every bad thing these days. People are growing weary. He was passionately fanatical about lockdowns, forced vaccinations, government lying propaganda. Davos man is no fool, though. He assumes the rest of us are fools. He was very quick to tape shut the mouths of any dissidents to take their jobs, silence their voices. He is correct then that trust has been broken and he is correct to fear for his reputation. Maybe that's why this meeting called misinformation and disinformation among the world's great threats. What he calls misinformation and disinformation are most often just information. But Davos' man is very concerned that he may somehow lose his grip on people's minds. The growing fear is being driven by AI or artificial intelligence. Davos man is accustomed to being the only intelligence people have access to. Now this new technology is available to anyone smart enough to use it. Perhaps 
He will adopt and use AI for his own purposes, that is, devil's men. Yes, climate change and its dire predictions of imminent catastrophe seem like perfect places for devil's men to demonstrate his mastery of AI. Climate change is, after all, a truly global problem and only a truly global solution, such as global top-down government run by devil's men can solve it. One of the chief items on the agenda at Davos this year was the appearance of the mysterious, quote, disease X, end quote, which will be 20 times deadlier than COVID. History tells us that nothing 20 times deadlier than COVID has ever appeared on this earth naturally without a lot of -of gain-of-function work. In other words, this is another man-made pandemic they are planning to unleash on us, but you can rest assured they will have another death shot ready for us just in the nick of time. Davos man would have us believe that he is out to save the world because he is really a very benevolent person. His only concerns are the salvation of humanity and its deliverance from evil. So what new thing is this Davos man cooking in his labs that he can save us from? Quoting from reporter Ben Barty again, quote, Make no mistake, whatever disease X turns out to be, it's virtually guaranteed to have come from a shady offshore bio lab in some third world country, probably funded by U.S. taxpayers' money, funneled through a nonprofit like Echo Health Alliance, just like COVID 19. The practical applications of cultivating and releasing new viral pathogens into the wild are many. Number one, generate profit for the pharmaceutical industry. Number two, increase the social control granted to multinational technocratic organizations like the World Health Organization. Three, terrorize and atomize the population, rendering them easier to control. Four, backdoor the social credit score system under the auspices of vaccine passports for public health. Five, ultimately depopulate, sucking all the capital and means to and will to resist out of the rabble as possible in the process, end quote. Maybe, maybe they inflict their diseases, their bug dinners, their worthless energy schemes to assuage their guilty consciences over their own opulence. But I don't think so, folks, because I don't think they have a conscience, guilty or otherwise. No, They enjoy their own awesomeness, the fact that they are special and far above us mere peasants. They believe that they are doing so much for humanity, they are entitled to live opulent lifestyles and get a pass on carbon footprints, killer shots, etc. They have left the real world and cannot understand or care about the needs of real people. This is or should be very frightening to real people, but it is not the most frightening, the thing that should make you Hug your children while there is still time. And the most frightening thing is that these people simply do not care. You will eat their bugs. You will live in a tiny assigned plot with no ownership of anything. You will drive an expensive, ineffective electric vehicle if you are allowed to drive at all. You will take the death shot, which destroys your immune system, your heart, your lungs, your brain. But they will be planning their vacations to Cape Cod or St. Croix. Don't you spend any energy worrying about our betters, folks, because they're going to be just fine, even in devils. Even in devils, they're well provided for us. Hundreds of prostitutes descend on the resort to service the elite while they are discussing agenda items such as the polar crisis, the interest, the Internet, global collaboration, climate change, green energy, disease X. They have plenty to do when not discussing Our fate, according to the Daily Mail, the demand for, quote, sex workers 
is through the roof in Davos this year. I suppose nothing shows one commitment to a better world quite like frying in a group of prostitutes for your friends and fellow Davos men. Many of the prostitutes are housed in the same hotel as the attendees wear business attire so as not to draw attention. <clears throat> Quoting from the German magazine Bild, quote, the prostitute has an appointment with a regular customer, an American, for the evening. Whenever he's in Switzerland, he calls, she said. That happens several times a year. She charges the equivalent of 700 euros for an hour, and anyone who wants to spend the night with her pays 2,300 euros plus travel expenses, end quote. So our betters will leave Davos on their private jets to tell us to get ready to live with more austerity, lower our expectations, eat bugs, take the death shot. They have the power to do that while screaming to us about the benefits of the meeting and the sacrificial heroism of those in attendance. Apparently, they do not care about human trafficking or human suffering. They are not bothered by their own hypocrisy. They are fully invested in the idea of transforming the world to their image. The fact that they are degrading and using other human beings is of no concern to them. They make the laws. They don't follow them. I can't close this report without reporting on the speech by the director of the IMF because it is always a highlight. The director of the International Monetary Fund, Kristalina Georgieva, made her annual appearance and delivered her annual speech prepared by the hundreds of economists at her beck and call in the IMF. She told the attendees to stay the course, not vary from the course they are on. What did she mean, stay the course? A phrase she repeatedly used. She wants worldwide cooperation on the economic policies of the IMF. Inflation is trending down, she said, which is a good thing, but growth is endemic 2.7% on average worldwide. Countries must stay the course and not fragment or else recovery could be costly. Here is where you can begin to appreciate the awesomeness of Miss Georgieva and all the attendees. She said the world could recover, regain growth if they would just not fragment. Recovery would cost 0.2% of world GDP. You may remember from this report last year that she used the exact same figure. She told them this year that if they fragment and do not stay the course, the cost of recovery could run as much as 7% of world GDP or $7 trillion. She knows, she knows, Miss Georgieva, to a tenth of a percent how much money must be extracted from us lesser beings to keep the world economy spinning along. I thought Nation states ran their own economies. They all competed in the world marketplace. But no, no, folks, Davos man runs everything. And the rest of us just accept the illusion that we have a, quote, democracy. There are a few reasons to have hope, however. A few reasons to have hope despite this conference. I will talk about just a few of them, lest I leave you in despair. The people of the world are starting to catch on at least a little bit. In Berlin, Germany, yesterday... 10,000 farmers demonstrated in downtown Berlin to protest the destruction of their farms. I wish it had been 10 million, but 10,000 is a good start. Also invited to speak this year was the new president of Argentina, Javier Malay. He gave them a piece of his mind. Malay is a committed libertarian, and he lectured them on the perils of socialism and how it leads nowhere but to poverty. Poverty follows wherever socialism is tried, he said, so don't 
you business people fall into that way of thinking. I wish I had the space and the time to give you his entire speech, but alas, I do not. However, one short quote, quote, do not be intimidated either by the political class or the parasites who live off the state. The state is the problem itself, end quote. In conclusion, the story of the elite in this world is history's written in part by the Italian economist Wilfred Pareto long ago. The top 20%, he said, decide. The bottom 80% just go along always. The elites are the deciders and are supposed to make better decisions than the rest of us at the bottom. They are elected to Congress, appointed to various posts in the bureaucracy. They occupy the boards of large corporations. They teach in elite universities. They write newspapers, magazines, articles, and books that tell the rest of us what to think. They are the elite. They are the deciders. But recently, they have made some of the worst decisions that have ever been made in history, going to war in the Middle East, staying there for 20 years, and now they are hell-bent on going there again. Pointless wars, a bankrupt economy are two of the lasting things the elites have given to us. Instead, folks, the people who send a message to the elite, of course, the elite refuse to listen. Instead, the elite divide the country between us and them, thinking their half will be enough. The latest message was sent by the Republican voters of Iowa, who just overwhelmingly decided that they want Donald Trump as their presidential candidate. The message from Iowa is also a middle finger to the U.S. Justice Department. The voters of Iowa sent a message to Jack Smith, Alvin Bragg, Letitia James, and Fannie Willis. We know what you are, they said, what organizations you represent, and it has nothing to do with justice. It is not justice but politics that brings your prosecutions. Both you and your organizations are totally corrupt, therefore totally evil. You serve the interest of the global ruling elite, not the people. That's the way I see it, folks. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.